Uh, just give it a moment, and then I'm gonna start the episode. Like now? Yeah. <laughs> just give give me a second of quiet, and then I'll start the episode. Okay. Yeah, I can give you some quiet. Yeah. I will. Sure. S- I will get up and walk <laughs> over and stab you. <laughs> All right, and three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeons and Don't Worry About It Skywaves, a D&D podcast set currently on an asteroid mining facility. My name is Zane Accord. I am your not-so-humble dungeon master for this journey, and joining me around the table, as will hopefully always join me, is... Hey, I'm Arcaney Jamie, a.k.a. James, a.k.a. your not-so-humble, friendly neighborhood podcasting buddy. You can find me on YouTube at Arcaney Jamie, where I do fun Let's Plays and stuff, and I play the blue fuzzball that you love, Doc. I am Arthur. I do not exist anywhere else on the internet. I am playing Mark, and I want to know why my dad is in a millennial envelope. Excellent. Okay. Uh, hey, I'm Mason. I play X. Uh, you can find me at Mace on Snapchat. I do Snapchat stories from time to time. Or watch me do funny shit on TikTok under the tag Mace Armani. Fantastic. When last we left our three heroes... After following a tip-off from a rebel named Relvia, a member of a group called the Tadari, they arose upon an abandoned mining facility, or at least what they thought was an abandoned mining facility, on an asteroid. They snuck past a bunch of robotic guards and entered the facility to see it was not a bunch of mines and people mining resources or robots mining resources. It was in fact a hallway of some kind of office building. Mark and X rushed to one room where they discovered a manila envelope full of files on persons of interest. Some of them they recognized, some of them they didn't. Doc went on a journey all his own as he stepped into a laboratory that is the first thing that he had ever remembered. Discovered recordings from some man who was doing experiments, wearing a strangely familiar necklace of two hands holding three stars, and then stepped into another attached room and saw tanks filled with people halfway transformed into Mazkul. So, As we start this episode, let us flash back five years. We see ourselves on a desert planet, an unnamed desert planet, used by the intergalactic conglomerate for training its soldiers. We see a large group of recruits running through the sweltering heat, riding on a Harley Davidson or an unbranded lowrider motorcycle is a man with green skin, bulbous insectine eyes, and two other eyes on stocks. This man is Sergeant Rintan Clicks. He shouts, onwards recruits, I need you guys to run the best you've ever run so you can be the best of the best of the best for the conglomerate military. Onward the soldiers run. At the back, lagging behind due to his size, the fact that his fur not built for this heat, lumbers a 15-foot-tall, furry, blue creature called a Mazkul. Sidling up beside this creature is a thinner, 
elven fellow, and a larger, jacked, half-orc fellow, fellow with heterochromatic eyes. These three run. A few days later, the three of them stand at attention, newly assigned to Fire Squadron 83. They are told to meet their sergeant the following morning to receive their first training mission. The three awake bright and early, eager, maybe even excited to prove themselves in the eyes of the military. They make their way to their commanding officer's office building or office door, and they knock on the door, awaiting a response. When no response is forthcoming, they open the door, and they see no commander. Well, no sergeant. When they walk in, they find that they do see their sergeant in that room, but there is no head to that sergeant. And spilling around his body is not blood, but an inky black fluid with a slick, almost like an oil slick, around the edge of it. Accompanying their late commanding officer in that room is a foot-long, grubby worm with a transparent skin with that same oil slick type texture surrounding an inky black void. They slayed that creature and moved on. A man by the name of General Michael Darksky came and took over their training and carried on investigations into the death of Sergeant Clicks. The three of them, Doc, Mark, and X, did some of their own investigating, and they discovered in a storage facility a crate filled with more of these sickly creatures. Upon further investigation, they discovered that it was sent from somewhere within the conglomerate. In fact, it was sent from the planet of Beldare, the conglomerate homeworld. And with that, we jump back to the present. Mark and X, you hear a... Yeah, Mark and X, I said the right names. You hear a bestial roar from the other room. One of rage, anguish, and something else. You rush to the other room and see the sight that Doc saw at the end of last episode. What's happening? Uh, Doc is lavender teary-eyed. He is roaring and he's lifting his ancient axe into the air and he's bringing it down hard on one of the chambers uh, containing one of these Mazkul experiments. Uh, and he is breaking them free. And if by this point, when they rush in, there's probably already one specimen like on the floor leaking out. And by the time they come in, I'm, I'm like, we, we need to get, we need to get out of here. I knew I had a bad feeling about this place. I've, I've been here before. They're, they're, they're torturing Mazkuls and they're, and they're experimenting on them and like they were going to experiment on me. I, we need to go. We just, we need to go. Mark X, you see this. You see your friend standing in a pool of a green liquid. On the floor, spilling out from one of these tankards is a human face wracked with pain as you can see now actively growing a a second set of eyes pushing in its face as the body 
twists and writhes and lets out a wordless scream as its hands elongate into claws. Fur busts in odd places before the entire body splits itself in half. I think I see that. My mind registers it, but my first thought is immediately, Doc is not okay right now emotionally. So I'm like, completely ignoring the screaming in pain, twisting, writhing, half man, half masculine (laughs) on the floor. And I'm like, over to Doc, arms on like his shoulder, as much high up to his shoulders as I can, just sort of like making like the shushing noises and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Come on, let's come this way. Come this way. And meanwhile, while you're trying to comfort Doc, I'm definitely focusing on the other <laughs> impending danger. Okay. Um. Here, I will have Mark roll for me a persuasion check. Uh, I'm pretty good at those. X, roll for me, I will say, perception. I got a 12. 12. Um, is, are you applying the, um, the common house rule of natural one on skill checks or the book rule of no natural one on skill checks? Uh, I am. I do not make natural ones, and natural twenties on skill checks, automatic successes. But whatever your total number, you will have to see if James thinks that that comforts Doc. That's a six. I don't think it does, honestly, myself. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would agree with that. I don't think Doc is very present, and I think Doc hasn't even registered how close you are to him, and. I, he might be accidentally bucking you off and being like, don't just stand there. Like, we need to help them. We need to free them. And I'm like pulling one of the specimen, like ripping them out of the container. The one that you rip out of the compa- container just turns to sludge in your hands as soon as it touches the air. No, oh, no. Mason, with that 12, you are caught up with the yelling of your heartbroken friend and you do not catch any other sounds at the current moment and you are just in in this place I'm going to try something a little weird my focus is still on Doc and like trying to like snap him out of this headspace Mm -hmm. so I'm going to stamp my bionic leg to bring out my little micro bots Okay. I'm just going to have like one like flashing in front of each of his eyes to try and like visually bring him out of this space and like distract him. I don't know if it does anything, but like my goal is just get Doc mentally out of this space. Okay. Um sure. So, yeah, these lights start flashing in front of your face. Uh Doc, I will say go ahead and roll for me a I'll say uh, a flat wisdom check. I think uh, during this moment, like I'm having these flashbacks of that that one uh, doctor talking to me and, and you know, in my prologue uh, in the first episode. Would you episode, like to help me? And I'm, and I'm hearing, uh, or I feel the cold kind of metal clamps that were placed on me, like on that bed. Do you like the sound doc? Uh, man. I, I'm. I got a. It was a wisdom, correct? Yes, a flat wisdom check. Okay, that that is a seven. A seven. Um. I will say that. Yeah, 
these lights, there's just something is flashing and you cannot handle and you, it, it, you are not snapping out of it. You're, in fact, you're going a little bit deeper into this bestial rage and you drop. You drop your great axe and you just start tearing into things with your claws and you are losing all capacity for language in this moment. I would like to rage as well, if that's not clear. Yes, you are, you are fully raging, and I will say, temporarily, knock your intelligence score down to an 8. Because I am, like, right there in his area while he's going through this rage... I'll need you to roll I for take me a dexterity damage? saving throw. Dexterity save? Okay. That is... um. That's a 12. Yeah, that's a 12. A 12. Wait, no, wait. That's a 9. So that's plus 6 is a 15. 15. Doc, would you please roll for me a strength or athletics check? Um, That is going to be a 13. A 13. Cool. Yeah, Doc swipes narrowly missing you. Mark, as you jump out of the way. X, give me another perception check. I got another 12. Another 12. All right, yeah. You were distracted by the scene in front of you. Okay, I see that what I'm doing, trying to make more sensory input, is not helping. I'm. This is a probably really dangerous and stupid idea, but... I'm going to step back, maybe get to a wall or something. I'm going to whip out my computer kit. I'm just going to try to shut down the like electronics in this room, like the power feed to this room, just to try and like make it dark and quiet and just like all of these visual and audio triggers that's going on for Doc right now, just try and like get those to stop. All right, roll for me a computer science check. Damn. This dice was cooperating last episode. That's only a nine. Oh, a nine. No. You are unable to get hacked into this software right at the current moment. You, you're frantic. Your friend is freaking out. And so you just, you hesitate and you are unable to get it done. Doc, I would like you to roll for me another wisdom check. In fact, we'll make this a wisdom save. If that changes anything. Um, that is going to be a nine. A nine. Yeah. Nothing is happening. And you, uh, you are tearing through these like nobody's business. And I would like you to dock your intelligence to an, a six. Um, wow. Saying that nothing I'm doing. Dock your, and I will say you have knocked down and there are only three left of these tanks uh seeing that nothing i'm actively doing is helping i'm going to stand out of the way i'm going to quietly so that his like ears can pick me up just be like doc it's going to be okay it's fine and i'm going to use my master of tactics to from 30 feet away give him advantage or give him the help i'm gonna take the help action so that next time he makes one of them saves he's got advantage on it so that he's not like as scrunkled up. All right. As you this starts penetrating your head, and Doc, you you bust through these last three tanks each time 
a new horrifying way of this body dismembering itself occurs. And as you smash that last one, roll for me a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Glad I had advantage. Uh, The first one was a one and the second one was a 19. 19. With that, your rage, you, you, you're, you're still in this wave of emotion, but you hear the voice of your comrade and you glance. Mark is standing there, eyes keeping a watch, trying to bring you back. You see X looking around, making sure that this area is safe. These are your friends. They are here. You don't know what has happened in this room, but you know that right here, right with you now are your friends and with that you begin to regain your humanity you your size returns you hadn't noticed but doc had grown to like 18 19 feet in the course of that and you return return to your usual 15 foot form and i'm going to say for now your intelligence score goes up to an eight uh i'm gonna drop to my knees and I'm going to look up at X and Mark and and just say... It's probably still down at us if we're fully yeah. honest. But I'm going to say, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going to take my, like, imperial coat off. So I'm dressed in my, like, tight nylon, super high fashionable crop top. And I'm going to sort of, like, drape really poorly my imperial coat over your shoulders. Like you do, like, a blanket over a friend sort of thing. I'd be like, no, no, you don't have to apologize. No sorries here, my guy. You're, you you just came to a bad place for you. It makes sense you hit a bad place mentally. You're, you're a bad place physically. I'm just looking at all this sludge that was somewhat people and just in horror. If Doc will let me, I'm actually going to start guiding him out of the room so that he's not like in here seeing this still. I will. Gonna like get him back into probably actually out of the laboratory and into the hallway just so he's like nowhere near any of this stuff. As I, you I grab my axe, by the way. Okay. As you walk out of this room slowly trudging, you hear a voice from the other room attached to this laboratory. It's slightly muffled as it's coming from a recording, but the voice simply says Well, it is a shame that he was eliminated. He was quite the brilliant doctor. But I think he's in a good place now. And you guys walk out the door into the hallway. X, roll for me that another perception check. That is a 13. A 13. I would say that because you're out in the opening and uh, nothing is happening right now that is causing a lot of noise, you would notice footsteps down the hallway. Interesting. Do you let us know? I will say so. I'm going to get my pistol out and just put myself between Doc and whatever those footsteps are. Yeah, basically, I would say to you guys, I'd be like, guys, do you do you guys hear footsteps? Is it like robotic or? No, these are human footsteps. If you want, you can make another perception check to determine their nature. All of us? Yeah. I do not. 
Another unlucky 13. All right. These are, I will say that's enough. These are barefoot human footsteps. As you turn to the source of them, you look down this dark hallway and you see a shape in white. Another ghost? Slowly approaching. <laughs> well, as it gets closer, you realize the shape isn't in white. Just some of it, some of the skin is paler. And the patient's, what is it called? That that like drape that a patient wears? The, a gown, it's a patient's the pa- gown. Yes, a patient gown. The patient's gown she's wearing is a, a light blue that stands out from the dark of the unlit hallway beyond. Her hair isn't dark. It's brown in a tight bun. As she looks quizzically at you, her head cocking slightly unnaturally, Idra Lynch looks at you and says, Is that little doc sitting there? I haven't seen you in what is it? Five years? She's the one in the gown? She's the one in a surgical gown. Oh my gosh. Oh, surgeon gown. I thought no, that's, no, that's uh, like his in, robes. in the patient's gown. Okay. Wait, yeah. the patient gown, not yes. doctor gown. Okay. Yes. This is. Uh, I, yes, I kinda, Dr. Lynch is in the patient's gown. Kind of la- let out like that sort of back of my throat, almost like tiger clicking growl noise. If he's still down, I'm going to put an arm, like a comforting hand on his shoulder. But like that laser pistol is like trained between her eyes. And I'm like, what do you want with Doc? Well, I just want to say hello to an old friend. I wonder what he's doing here. I wonder where did everyone else go? What did you I... do to the mouse cool What did I do? Oh, Jimmy and those poor... Voluntolds? Well, those were nobodies. Nobody needed them. Criminals. The poor. Oh, that like. Your dog, say the word and I'll kill this bitch. <laughs> you. They were simply eager volunteers to our plan for increasing the military. They didn't make Doc. the military cut like I did. Wasn't strong enough like me. So you put them in these, in these tubes? What are you doing to them? Oh, well, we're making them better. More obedient, I think, and more capable. And it is this moment, Doc, that I need you to... You are hit with a wave of pain through your head, and I need you to make a history check. But instead of your usual modifier, you are going to be adding a plus five to this roll. You are using the intelligence of... Dr. Tobias Murdoch. Oh my gosh. Uh, that that would be a 23 then. A 23? Yeah. Uh, well, as you look at this woman, obviously there is deep issues between what you regularly remember. But you notice something and it clicks as you look. She's not just wearing a, a blue robe. She's wearing a, a blue, ga- or not gown, robe, gown. She's not just wearing a blue gown. Uh, she's wearing a blue gown with a red collar around the edge. Not like an, uh, but like the collar of the robe, the hem, is red. Red and trim. Red trim, yes. 
just around the collar. And this clicks for you. Uh, because from what you remember, she shouldn't be wearing the patient's clothes. She should be wearing the, uh, the doctor's clothes. She's Dr. Idra Lynch. This is for... You, you just... A brief epiphany hits you. This is the gown you would put on an unstable patient as they are restrained, as they are physically uh, destroying things beyond the normal scope. And you, as you realize this, uh, you see around her wrists are red scars where the usual manacles holding someone to a, a table for constraint would be almost burns as if the metal were superheated and ripped off as she just stands there calmly staring at you, turning her head in unnatural ways. I say, Doctor, are you okay? Me? I'm Peachy! Although I am a little bit hungry. Boys, I think we need to go. Where are you going? You've just got here. If we step back, does she keep approaching us? Uh, she's stopped some 20 feet off of you. We need to do a grocery run. You said you were hungry. We're hungry. We're going to we're going to go get tacos and we're going to bring you some tacos to have. Lad, are you talking to me like I'm some poor animal? I know a thinly veiled excuse for escape. Now I, I have one. a 17 in charisma. I, I should get a roll on that. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, Roll I'll have you know my Would that be specifically deception? Uh, yeah, that would be deception. Well, that's going to be a 15. A 15. All right, well, I will roll this custom dice that I made. A D100 that's missing the bottom 80. You can see that custom dice on our Instagram at DDWAI. That's DDY Podcast. D-D-W-A-I podcast on Instagram. There it is. If I had a camera, I would show you the natural 16 that she just rolled. Minus? Plus three. Damn it. <laughs> the 19. She means what she said. Are you still pointing oh, a gun? That's... Like, Are y'all still yes, pointing y'all's is... weapons at, at her? Yeah, it is straight up. I'm like... I'm not giving her an inch. I recognize that for some something she is is related to what has harmed Doc in the past, and I'm not letting it get close to Doc. What about so, you, yeah, X? Takes a, she begins to take a, a simple step forward. I'm going to fire a warning shot right in front of her feet on the ground and be like, not one inch. Yeah, I'll swipe in front uh, of her too. Let's say, let's say roll an attack roll to just make sure you hit in front of her. X, X is your... That's an 11. An 11? All right, yeah. I, I would say that's good enough to not hit her. What's the floor? X, is your sword ignited, or is it... Do you have your pistol out? I'd say my sword's ignited. Okay. Cool. Is it your usual sword or the unstable one? I like the unstable I one. I mean, let's be honest, and... If it was any other sword than the unstable one, the audience would get upset, and we need the audience <laughs> to keep watching the show. 
All right, so go ahead and roll for me a d6 so we know if it blows up and kills us all. (laughs) That is a six. A (gasps) six. This blade is large, unstable, and rattling. You can feel the handle vibrating in your hand. If you choose to make an attack with this, you will be rolling a d12 for damage. However, keep in mind, a fiber lower on your attack roll will cause it to explode. Hmm. Uh, X means business. So, you know what? X means business. It is what it is. We're doing a D12. All right. So she stands there. You fired your warning shot, Mark. And what did you say when she, you fired it? Not one inch closer. She grins and takes another step forward. Next shot's between her eyes. Roll for me. Now I know that technically I wouldn't get sneak. Oh, never mind. It's not. It's not relevant whether or not I get sneak attack. That's terrible. That was a nine. A nine total. Yeah. The shot goes wide past her head. She takes. I feel step. like thematically, and I don't know if this is anything related to it, but it'd be really fun in the creep factor she's got going on. If the shot is aimed perfectly and her head just splits for a second and comes back together on. Uh, well, the shot is timed perfectly. Uh, aimed perfectly, but her head jerks to the side and it goes over. No weird flesh splitting things going well, on? Well, her neck turns unnaturally. Okay. Uh, okay so fine. like Han Solo in the new cut of A New Hope. His neck I... just, her neck just breaks to dodge Greedo's blaster. Got it. <laughs> yes. She takes another step forward. Doctor, X here has a very unstable laser sword that he likes to use. Do not oh, step that. any closer. I don't want to hurt you like you hurt me. You're not well. Why, I was just following orders. She takes another step forward. But you have I, no authority over me. I feel like out of character, anytime someone says that line, they just have to say it in like a German action. I was, I was just, just following, following orders. orders. That's... She changes her accent. <laughs> <laughs> just for the second yeah, just no, for the historical reference <laughs> um, at the end of that line she takes another step forward you're not well what happened I here I feel fine I don't know to the best of my memory I think the others got scared I think she's gonna eat us guys like I think that's like she and grins, and her grin is just a little bit too wide. Boys, we can go. The door? The door. Yep. Remember she what takes another step forward. How come now? Is there is there a door behind us? Yes, she is at the far end. The bo- door is behind you. And the door behind but us is not the way we came. It is the way you I came. Oh, because that flip. welded shut. That's welded shut, I'm and gonna, there's droids outside It's it. not... Now, I will say it is only lightly welded. That's, I think in the last episode I said it is temporarily held. It's not like a serious job, but they weren't getting in behind you. Doc, you try the door. I'm going to try something real quick. I'm going to bring back out my uh, my light microbots and try and just like zoom them at her face and like momentarily like wig her out with like the bright lights in her eyes. Her eyes just simply track them and say, Ooh, look at the pretty lights. And she takes another step forward. I I haul ass to the door on all fours. All right, go ahead and roll for me an athletics check. 
and I have like my my finger is on the trigger. If she makes a, like a sudden move as opposed to her like steady steps, if something like changes in the way she's moving, like if she like dashes for Doc as he moves for the door, like oh she just she just stands there. She's currently ten feet from you, grinning too wide. In fact, her grin is getting wider by the second. Unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. Yeah, that door opens quickly and smoothly, and you see just empty field or not field but the robots are nothing. gone not necessarily gone but the immediate area has no robots in it i'm going to just throw like my arms up fire towards the ceiling above her to try and make it fall down on her to give us an opportunity to book it out of here okay um here's the problem that's cool as hell right but despite the fact that this place has been abandoned, it's not like you're in a rock building. You're it's, you know, metal and wood. So it's probably not going to uh I'm sure they have like collapse. lights and stuff in the top. So like I don't mean sure. like collapse it on her. But just have like enough a, of like a Yeah, I will say go ahead and uh, still roll for me a uh attack roll. An attack roll. Fair enough, yeah. Yes. The dice cooperate. 22. 22. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Roll for me a d6. Not your usual attack modifier, just a d6. Just a d6. Can I add sneak attack to it? No, because you're shooting the ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling did not see it coming, my guy. This is... Okay, I will say, this is not to... Uh, it's a three, by the way. A three? Okay, yeah. So, a, a decent amount of shit. Uh, they'll just stuff, I don't know... Just some, if this were a movie, it would be generic special effects, explosive powder, you know, comes from the sky. Uh, and I will say she seems slightly, uh, you are currently obscured from vision. That's what I'll say. I'm going to get everybody booking it if y'all are. All right, cool. Go ahead and just make an acrobatics check at advantage to get there quickly. All of us? Yeah. I guess I'm already there. Yeah. Yeah, 15. That's an unnatural, yeah, unnatural 20. All right, cool. Yeah, you guys book it to the door, and you turn and look, and she steps through the cloud, sees you, and earlier you suggested that her face might split open to dodge. This is, That's not what happened then. But now, as she keeps grinning, the corners of her grin carry on too far up oh my and then a split appears down the center of her face and two more on her head as her head peels open and her body begins to develop these wide splits as reaching out at tentacles and claws <gasps> begin to reach out of her form and one shoots towards you but you guys dash the door just in time and you hear a <laughs> with a bit of a wet splat as something slams his door behind you. I'm gonna sink just like a couple quick blasts into like the hinges or something mm-hmm. to try and weld it shut like happened behind us. Alright, go ahead and roll for me. I'm gonna call that, ooh, what should I call it? What should I call that? Uh, just make an attack roll and we'll see how well you do based upon how high you do. Ten. Ten. That hits. It's a door. Give me a just roll damage like normal. Damage. Your like friends normal. are within five feet, so you get sneak attack technically. 
Yes. Or just because it's fun for me. That is 11 plus 4, 15. 15? You, you take, like, you see her coming, you line up on one of the edge of the doors, and you fire downwards, creating a, not very clean, but a weld all the way down, fusing go, 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 the go, go, two go, go, pieces go. Of, um, of the door together. You guys step beyond the hologram, and you see a field of robots. Oh, shoot. The hologram. All collapsed. Collapsed? All collapsed. Oh yes. my good. Did she turn them off? Seems like your check from earlier to disable the systems had some unintended consequences. Oh, my. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so we have no... Okay, this is good and bad, because the, the robots aren't firing at us, but they can't help us if this thing escapes either. Mm-hmm. I think you run up the hill. Another hit behind you. The door begins to dent. We're running to I our barber fish. Run, run, barber run, run, fish. Run. Okay. I still have that mineral. I hope like it's. I ha- I took that mineral envelope with me. Oh, by the way, lads, I don't plan to hurt you. Yeah, just keep on running. All right, go go ahead and give me Constitution checks to make sure you can keep running at a dead sprint all the way up this hill. And I was about to ask if anyone else was seeming bad, so I could like help them bonus action. But I think I would have needed that because that is. A nine. A nine. Mark or Doc X. Go ahead, X. <sighs> okay, screw roll? it. I'm throwing away just dice after this game. I, I hate I hate this game so <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking two. A two? Oh I literally God. most I want this thing to die, honestly. <laughs> my most expensive dice, I rolled a three. Throwing it away. Oh my wow. god. Oh my god. Yeah, you guys quick you exit at a dead sprint and you quickly begin to flag and you hear a as the door flies off its hinges and lands on one of the unconscious robots and now reaching out and it's it's a weird look because you can't see the door because there's a hologram so rippling from the image of this hole is the door as it flies out and then you see one tentacle, two tentacles, a couple of cl- large claws as this gargantuan creature erupts from the hologram of the hole, just a writhing mass of tentacles and claws and what almost look like blades made of flesh and all twisting and coalescing into this dark, red, bloody shape that resembles the form of Dr. Lynch. Oh, come now, boys. I just want to play. I've been so bored since everyone ran away two years ago. And she reaches down with a couple of her tentacles and starts pelting rocks at you, and I need you all to roll for me dexterity saving throws. I don't know. Will you give me another fucking two or one or three? <laughs> oh, my God. I've got a 16, and I'm going to throw a help action at, let's say, at um, X. All so right. you get a roll with advantage. All right, so what? So by rolling at advantage, what does that mean exactly? You roll twice and take the higher. All right. Natural 20. 
Natural 20? All fours, baby. All fours. <laughs> you know what's fucking hilarious about that? I rolled a 10. What? Right? Guess Ooh. what I rolled next? Please be a 20. An 11. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that with the dexterity save? Oh, uh, with dexterity? So, uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, with dexterity, that ends up being a 14. 14. Cool. Uh, so, and Mark rolled at 16? 18. 18. Okay. I did the math bad, then I think. X, you take four points of damage as a rock hits you on your shoulder, but you guys get up and you're still sprinting and uh, you guys make it a little bit further. I will give you, if you have any actions that you would like to take that you think would help the situation, feel free to take them. Otherwise, you are dashing. I know it's a bit far, mm-hmm. but can I aim for a battery pack on like one of the robots near here, her? And try and small explosion. Okay, this will be uh I'm just trying to think about if I want to add any extra rules for this. Just a plain attack roll. I think you're far enough away that the range on your pistol, it's gonna be an attack roll with disadvantage. Okay. I should take sharpshooter next. Um but yeah. Disadvantage. Those are both a nineteen. Both a nineteen? Yeah, uh, so go- nine that's before the modifier, so that's a twenty five. All right, let me just roll something real fast. Those are nines, not sixes, right? Yeah, those are both a 19. So I was rolling to see if, you know, I could let my dangerous monster sustain no damage from this explosion that might occur. My goal is not to damage. It is just straight up to... Sure, 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 sure. I wanted to roll higher because that meant that, um, that nothing would occur from my end, it would be basically be a save that it saved against blowing up. But I rolled a natural one. So go ahead and roll for me. I'm going to say 66. As you pause in the middle of your run, reach back and fire at one of the back of these off-turned creatures. Or not creatures, robots. Let's see. Going to do some math here. 12, uh, 18, uh, 23 damage. 23 damage. Yeah, you just turn, aim, barely even pause for it, fire, uh, and you see this green streak of energy shoot across this crater, and it impacts in the back of one of these robots, the one lying just below a large collection of her tentacles. And it fizzles for a second, and then nothing happens. And you think, oh, no. (laughs) It's not going to hit. And then, as a large burst of energy is unleashed from the back of this robot streaking across her, she bellows as energy shrieks across her, leaving a darkened black mark all the way up to her face. And she pauses and shakes her head and says, that wasn't very kind of you, as the skin begins to scab and heal over and quickly return to its Oh no, Wolverine. I saw none of that. The moment that shot left my pistol, I was back to running. All right, you guys have, I would say one more round before you make it to your barber fish because you guys are full sprinting. Um, I need... She's going to reach down and grab some more rocks, and I need everyone to roll one more dexterity saving throw. Are we at advantage because of like 
flashing in her face? Nope. She just took damage. Oh, that was like... Honestly, I'd rather distract her than damage her. Okay. Yeah, screw it. Fuck this dice. I hate this game. I got it too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Seriously? I'm not even fucking kidding, dude. I got another another two. (laughs) Well, I will say, I think you have one more luck point. I don't even care at this point. Just fucking kill me. I'm so done with everything. (laughs) No, 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 no. We need X. No, no. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. I will use my last lucky. Good, good. I don't want this. But I I swear on my life, if I roll a fucking two or a one... I will quit this recording right now. No. <laughs> I'm not even fucking no, kidding. No. <laughs> Please. We can't have that. We can't have that. Not a mid podcast quit. Ooh, man, the it just saved y'all. <laughs> I got a 16. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. 16. All right. And uh, what did Mark and Doc roll? 13. 12. 12. Uh, Doc, you're going to take one point of damage as a rock impacts you in the shoulder, but you guys make it up the hill and you dive into your barberfish. X, give me a... I'm going to call this a dexterity check. Add your proficiency modifier to run the computer systems for the barberfish. Alright. We're going to have to see how this goes. Please don't oh, fuck him. Oh, oh my god, bro. I'm so I should not have, I, I should not have persuaded you to use your luck point earlier. We should have just let that ride. I'm I'm going to use my help action again. Okay, I'm roll like... with advantage. Wait, you said what? Roll with advantage. Okay. Like I I'm not even kidding. My button was on the exit cuz I got another two. <laughs> oh my god, but did you roll with advantage? No, not yet. Hold on. X, don't quit. Oh, there you go. See, it's, it's always the second roll. I got a 17. <laughs> 17. Yeah, you guys uh, dive into the um, barberfish quickly. X, you're about to slam on... You slam on the ignition, and you nearly, narrowly miss the eject button. Um, but oh. Mark quickly pushes your hand. You realize where it was, and you grab the clutch. You just the fastest you guys have ever seen pull into the air and immediately real quick real quick before you'd say that are uh-huh. there guns on this thing there are some guns because i want like attached to the sh- barber fish because mm-hmm. if x like i just feel like we're connected and x and i were blood brothers remember i I feel like he knows that I would go to the Gatlin gun or whatever it has on this thing and I would fire as we dip into the crater and out to leave. All right, so I will give I will give you the chance to make one attack roll before I narrate what happens next. Okay. Okay. What uh what should I add to it? Dexterity or strength? Uh just add your dexterity modifier. And I don't think you're proficient, so it'll be just a flat dexterity. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Fuck. Just fire randomly. I rolled a four. Okay, yeah, you... Excuse me. You spray across this crater. You do burst a couple of the batteries on some of these robots, but none of them near Dr. Lynch as you guys jump into warp speed, into your warp jump, and arrive back at the Hammerhead. Relatively unscathed with some minor physical bumps and bruises and some emotional wounds that we'll have to develop 
in a later episode. As that's the end of this episode. Oh my Bro, god. The stress. Like, I'm literally sweating over this fucking dying. <laughs> 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 This is Arcane Jamie from the future. Please follow us on social media at DDWEI Podcast for the latest and greatest everything. Don't worry about it. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.